0: coolest. No, you're
1: the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. So I'm Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills.
0: Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries. uh, Fair chance Pennsylvania now, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I apologize if you hear my big loud air conditioner in the background. Hopefully it's not making too much noise. Yeah. But uh, so our topic um, today is uh, how should Christians respond to our current political climate? Have the word that carefully because anytime you mention politics, people get offended. So our current political climate but more detail uh, i'm going to pass over the mark because more detail because i think what you were saying was hey focus on christians involved in politics right
0: right should we be involved in politics at all um you know there's some some places some churches believe that christians shouldn't be involved in politics at all that we shouldn't you know do anything but vote and that's about it and some even say there were some churches that i've read about that they don't even think you should vote they just don't think you should be involved period because it is evil but um i disagree with that very very strongly but uh is that is that because
1: they think voting is evil or they think they think that. being involved in politics is evil, or because I be can't.
0: Involved, be involved in politics is evil, from what I read in this article, and that the um, it's not so much politics in itself, but it's the government that the people that get into government are evil. And so that's that's their reasoning. But yet they'll have a prayer vigil the night before election, but they don't go out and vote. Yeah, like good it, it makes no sense. But, but there are people out there like that, you know,
1: I, I would be interested in seeing, I mean, if, if we're talking about Christians, their biblical basis for that. I mean, exactly. I'm not criticizing or judging anyone, I would just really be interested in seeing, yeah, what's your biblical basis for making that stance. Yes, I can agree that people are evil. So you could say the people going to the politics are evil. The people that own the grocery stores could be evil. And the fast, I mean. There are evil people sitting in the church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to say people are evil, then. Since yeah. Make up every organization, company, and whatever on the planet. Then those have the potential to be evil. But Right. So I'll be interested. I would be interested in knowing what is their yes. basis for specifically saying, well, then the government's evil and we're not to vote. Especially since you have the opportunity if there's a Christian candidate uh, to vote. To 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 vote and say, Well, let's elect a Christian candidate. We're good Christian or
0: whatever. So But see, in their in their view, there's no such thing as a Christian candidate from what it sounds like, you know. I I just they didn't mention any biblical references in the article at all. It was just a it was on crosswalk their website. Wow. Uh, But, uh, and they weren't, Crosswalk wasn't agreeing with the, the basis of the. No, they were just saying here's, they were just saying, this is, this is a view. Yeah. You know, so, but I think the Bible gives us clear, at least two reasons or two truths regarding being involved as Christians in politics or in in government things okay what's the first one the first one is that god supersends every aspect of life he is in control of everything and if you believe that he is in control of everything it has to include government it has to include politics because if he's not, then he's not as sovereign as we think he is.
1: Yeah,
0: does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. And, I mean, and he says in his word that he is sovereign over the affairs of men, and
0: yeah, the proclamation
1: Dan, for governments to be in submission to his will, even though many of them don't.
0: Right. Daniel two twenty one says, He God changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Yeah. So it, it's right there in the word. He sets up kings and he sets up kingdoms. You know, um, that's, that's who he is. The second reason is we have to understand that no government, including ours, can save us. Only God can save us. That is like
1: a whole, I won't say other, but a whole thing that I wish we could just spend one just discussing that. Because so many Christians on both sides of the political, well, all sides, you know, Democrat, Republican, libertarian, whatever, all believe that we get the right person in office, they will save us. And that that's not true.
0: No, it's not. And we tend to put all of our hope in a candidate. Like you said, it doesn't matter what party, but we put all of our hope in that candidate and that's misplacing the hope that we should have. Our hope shouldn't be in the government, you know? So those are the two truths I believe is taught throughout the Bible as to why we should be involved that's just kind of a jumping off part okay. <laughs> the point so that i have if we're, if we're
1: jumping off from there then let's define involvement should they be involved supporting political parties should they be involved you know working and canvassing for candidates should they be involved running for office those are three well, different levels. One is just, you know, supporting. I'm all for this political party. I'm a part of this political party. Uh, second is, I'm not just a part of this political party. I will work for this political party, canvas for their candidates, you know, pass out stuff, mailers, all that kind of stuff, whether it be volunteer or paid. And then the third is, I'm not just working for the political party. I'm running as a candidate representing the political party. So What's, what's, what's a good level of involvement, bad level of involvement?
0: Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, as far as a party goes, I don't think there's any true Christian party. There's no such thing as a Christian party. Wait,
1: say that again and louder for the people in the back that may not have heard you.
0: There is no such thing as a Christian party. Okay, while we're here on earth, we are to be good citizens of earth. But our citizenship is dual if you're a follower of Christ. Our real citizenship is in heaven. And that's what we should be working for and towards. So... I believe that if, if, a, if a party is totally against God's word, if they stand for things that are go totally against what God portrays in the Bible and what would make us better and grow as Christians or as Christ followers, then that's not a party I can be behind um and whether you know i don't care what the party is if 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 they stand for abortion if they stand for um you know socialism or anything else that goes against god's word then that's not something i can be involved in as a christ follower i'm going to stand with a party that that has more <laughs> of the values that i have than, party than the party that doesn't and because of that i am going to do everything i can to put that person in office because he has the same viewpoints or she has the same viewpoints as i do so now that's not just hey that's the
1: second one not just I'm a part of the political party, but I'm going to help work for that party, canvass, mail out stuff, whatever. Okay.
0: Right. I'm going to be a voice for that party. Okay. Now, take it a step further. I want to be a voice for Christ and I want to influence and bring a Christian worldview into the picture. I'm going to run for that office. Because I'm not looking to change the world. I'm not looking to make it a Christian world. I'm looking to make it more, give more hope to a hopeless situation. I'm, I'm looking to, 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 to um, as a candidate, to be an influencer of God's word more than an influencer of the evil part of politics if that makes sense yeah yeah so So, that brings up oh oh, go ahead go ahead no i said so that's that's my my view on that
1: so um yeah i i definitely agree i don't think there's any problem with supporting a political party however (laughs) i i would say like you said if you are publicly declaring yourself a christ follower and to be careful, because if you align yourself with a party that professes things that are not of Christ, then you're, you're kind of like putting yourself, uh, I don't mean you, I mean, but people, who right. are, they're putting themselves in conflict. And I think the problem we see today is everyone has a different spin on what their party, whether it be Democrat, Re- Democrat Republican, Libertarian, on what their party represents with respect to those controversial things and mm-hmm. they try to put their twist on it or whatever there's one of the reasons i'm an independent <laughs> just because uh for that i don't want if that party suddenly changes and does you know this or vocally supports that and it's not in line with christ i don't i don't want to have to like okay let me change parties and this that and yeah
0: other. so i it's, just
1: yeah. i just stay an independent
0: I was independent for many years, but when I realized that during the primary election I don't have a voice. Yeah,
1: that that is. So,
0: true. if I wanted to have a voice during the primaries, then I needed to be a part of a party. Yeah, and I was working
1: so, at the polls. Uh, this because of. And the
0: lockdown and
1: COVID-19, the way that they did the elections was different. They had, like, for our, for our county, um, Allegheny County, they had, instead of multiple places within each township, there was, like, one for each township. So, in Jefferson Hills, where normally they have, I think, eight different locations, they just had one, and people who were unaware But as registered independents were showing up to vote and I had to explain to each of them, hey, like me, you don't get a say because we as independents don't get to decide who should run for the Democrats or who should run for the Republicans. And every time I explain that, the independent person would be like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. But the person behind them would be like, You independents, pick a side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and to be honest with you, I don't always vote my party line yeah. when I go to the to the to polls. You know, um, in the primaries you have to. You have to vote a party line. Yeah. But when it comes to general elections, if there's if there's a part if there's a person on the other side who's a Christian who is following Christ and they have a better platform than the person that is on my party, then I will vote for that person, you know. So there's there's things that you can look at, but it's looking at the individual, not the party. And you know, one thing that you can do for anyone out there looking, if you're if you're on the fence and don't know, go to the the party's website, look at their platform. See which platform is more in line with your values, and then that's how you decide what party you go to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not encouraging one party over the other. I'm saying make make a intelligent decision, be informed about what an you're- informed decision <laughs> about who you want to vote for and what party line follows your beliefs.
1: Well, here's what I see today, too. A lot of people, <clears throat> what they will do is align with one party out of anger about the other party or about candidates in the other party. So there are people who will align with Democrats because they're upset with Republicans and some things they have done or didn't done. Uh, there are people who will do vice versa, they'll align with Republicans because they're upset about Democrats and what they've done or they didn't done or without in other words not I'm not gonna go look and say are you the best party I'm just I'm mad at those guys so I'm gonna go with these guys yeah I'm mad at these guys from so
0: or I'm mad at your
1: last three candidates so I'm just gonna go support
0: this part. right and and the thing is you know and that, and that's why I say you can't base it on an individual you've got to base it on the platforms of the party. Um, if if the platform, we'll, we'll just go with Democrat, Republican. Those the two major ones. Yeah. Wow. The Democratic platform is pro-choice, homosexual or same-sex marriage, higher taxes, and going down the line, you can see different things. The Republican viewpoint is pro-life. That doesn't mean that everyone in the Republican party is pro-life because there are some that are pro-choice. But their platform is pro-life. Their platform is marriage between a man and a woman. Um, Even though the Supreme court has made that a mute, subject now but that's you know there yeah. um, and, and, and you can go down the, the list of things that they stand for they're more for freedom of religion where the Democratic Party wants to take religion out of most places you know so those are some of the things you look at and you know again I'm not I'm not supporting I'm a rep, I'm a Republican. I'll, I'll say it, but I'm not supporting one versus the other as a from me. I'm supporting it from the platform that each party has. That I mean, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes that makes absolute sense. I mean, <coughs> that's if they say this is what they're for and this is what they're against. Um, then I mean, there's nothing. You can do except take them yeah. at their word that they are for this or against this. Right. Um, even if, as you said, there may be people in, like the Democratic Party, who are, well, I'm not totally for abortion or I'm not totally for, you know, <clears throat> sex marriage, but I'm for all these other things that the Democratic Party and and it's it's a mix it's a mixed bag depending upon the candidate. But uh, it is. I'm,
0: the, I'm not saying there.
1: I'm an independent, is because. Yeah. I just, I just prefer not to align with either of those two political parties because I could, as I looked at their platforms, there were things that I say, I'm not sure about that.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm not, you know, there's, there are good Christ followers. Yeah, definitely. On um, both, in both parties. Yeah. Okay, so you let's know. talk about
1: that. How can there be God honoring people? How can, and I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. But I'm saying, how can God honoring people who all read the same Bible and, like, just like you said, there are good God honoring people on both sides look at one party and say, hey, you support, let's pick abortion because it's very controversial. You support abortion, and another be in the other party that says, don't support abortion, and yet there are Christians on both sides saying, yeah. They're right how how does that work
0: it works because we're in a fallen world because we do not we do not go by the principles of the bible 100% of the time but we should we should and we definitely we definitely need to But we don't. The Bible is an interpretation. It's my interpretation and your interpretation of the same verse may be totally different. Doesn't mean that your interpretation is wrong. It doesn't mean my interpretation is wrong. Or mine's right and yours is right. It's an interpretation. What we need to do is look at the Bible, look at it in context as to the verses before and after whatever you're pulling out. Because we can make arguments about the Bible in the Bible to go for anything.
1: Yeah, but I mean truth doesn't change. Regardless truth of does not change. Political favor. So if God yeah. says one plus one equals two.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to skirt the question. <laughs> yeah, I know. And what we're trying
1: to do is not say that one party's right and one party's wrong. Right. And Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. But we're also trying to say that when the Bible says one plus one equals two, it doesn't means, matter if you're rich or poor. doesn't matter right. if you're counting in, you know, German or yen or dollars. Right. One plus one equals
0: two. So Right. Even new math says one plus one <laughs> equals two. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but no matter which party you're in. <clears throat> okay. And I, right. I think for me personally, I don't understand how, a Christ follower, if they are a true born again, Bible believing Christ follower can be associated with anyone who is for abortion. I just, I just do not understand how that can be, you know, and that's my own, you know, that's my, my own feeling. Um, I know I will never vote for anyone who is not pro-life. And I won't vote for anyone who says that, who takes away any of the freedoms of the church. You know, we've been in this lockdown for several months and we we were told, stay home, (coughs) can't have church, and we agree, you know, we 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 obeyed that command. Yeah. Um, but you can see how easy it is to shut the church down. Yeah. I mean, just by one word, shut down, and you're down. You know. Actually, I guess that's two words, but but you know, um. And I I think that's we have more freedoms in our country than any other country in the world. If you look if you look at any other country in the world, I don't care England, I don't care where it's at, we have more freedoms than anyone else. I never believed that we were a Christian nation. We're based on Christian ideals. We're based on Christian beliefs, but not everyone in this country is a Christian. Therefore, we cannot be called a Christian nation. Correct.
1: Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And everyone in this country has the freedom to not be a Christian be, if they so Exactly. are right, and uh, that is their one of the rights we have in this country, that we don't force our religious beliefs, faith beliefs, onto everyone.
0: Right. However, saying that, we also need to realize that those freedoms can be taken away. If nothing has come out of this pandemic clearer than anything else, is that our freedoms can be taken away in just an instant.
1: See, and what, what came out of it to me is that we don't understand where our freedoms derive. They don't derive from the government. They derive from the will of the people. So therefore, they should not be able to be taken away. Um, we Amen. have the ability to refute or refuse or not comply or to protest or to do whatever or... To say, okay, you know what, uh, you're in power right now. That's what you want. We're going to vote you out, or to fire you on the spot, to remove a person from political office. Uh, you know, I, because we feel like you're not, you're not doing the will of the people. You're doing your own will. So
0: I agree, but we are in such division. That's the in in our in our country. Yeah, that it's it's hard to be united and say that i mean you know you, you all you have to do is turn on tv and look at what's going on in seattle you know they got they got a whole section of seattle that is basically lawless
1: yeah yeah yeah. You know, and i i for for just for the record i have not turned on the tv to watch the news for probably like going on about two weeks maybe over two weeks now maybe two and a half going on three yeah because i could not Stand the division, the anger, the hatred, the racism, everything, and I just had to, for my own personal sanity, had to say i I can't anymore
0: and 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 I understand that, and I don't get a lot of my news. I have the t v on and I usually have it on Fox News all day long, and i don't but I don't pay attention to it. you know it's just background noise um but I get most of my news from Christian-based news organizations.
1: Hold on one second, because my
0: puppy is barking in, the,
1: barking in the background. Let me go. Sorry about that.
0: That's okay. Okay, but, go ahead. Sorry. But I get most of my news from, from Christian-based news outlets. And the reason I do that is because that's where my worldview comes from. You know... Um, <laughs> One thing that we, as a church, and this is where we're getting back into the politics of things, we as a church need to stop complaining about the political system if we're not willing to get involved and put the moral influences back into the system.
1: Yeah, I agree. I say all the time, you know, if you're not going to vote, we're one of, uh, well, I shouldn't say one of the few. There are a lot of them, but there are plenty of countries on the planet where they don't get a say in who gets to be in charge of the government or what laws will be accepted or rejected or whatever. So uh, that's a privilege that we have and we need to take advantage of it um, if we're gonna gripe and complain, but not use the tool that we have to change it, then I feel like, okay, you're griping, complaining for nothing.
0: Right, right. I mean, that that's the whole thing. I mean, we are told in the Bible, Romans um, thirteen one through seven talks about how we are to be under the authority of the government, whoever, That government is. We're under their authority because, but we are ultimately under God's authority. God, if we go back to what we started with here, God is the one who puts kings and kingdoms in in place. He is the ultimate person in control. Then we are ultimately under God's authority. So regardless of who's in office, God never changes.
1: Right, and that person in office uh, is also responsible to God.
0: Exactly, God good or bad.
1: The government, and,
0: right? And you know, people say, "Well, there's nowhere in the Bible that says we should be involved in politics." Joseph was in in Egypt was one of the high ranking officials in the Egyptian government.
1: Yeah, and you know, about, well, he was a Christian. Kings God Maybe. called particular people to not Maybe. just David but other people. Hey, I'm gonna take you and be king because so I'm gonna take it away from him because yes. he's not doing what I want.
0: He's not doing what I want, so I'm gonna call you now over and over. Yeah. Away. And there were some bad kings and there were some good kings. I mean, yeah. that that's just the way it is. Um so you can't say that it's not in the Bible. You know, well the, well Jesus never never stood up. Jesus was always standing up to the politicians and the religious leaders of his day. Always. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like he's, um, overbearing towards them, but he told him exactly the way it was, Yeah, you know, Um, And I think that's the way we should be. We should use Christ as an example of how we should be involved in the political world Um, because we need to, we need to call out the politicians who are not doing what God commands us to do.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, uh,
0: we need to call out those evil things.
1: Well, wait. So hold on. So that brings up. I'm gonna bring up a controversial topic. Um,
0: yeah. So does
1: that mean that every candidate that we vote for needs to be a Christian
0: candidate? No. I'm not saying that. Right. Um, um. Okay. Go ahead. There are some. I, I mean, I wish they were. <laughs> that that the would be the ultimate compass. Lies. That uh, that would be that would be an easier fix. But the truth of the matter is there are some really good people even in the Bible if you look at it that were not believers but held to the suggestions of those who were believers in their 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 um, line of influence their circle of influence think yeah. of Daniel Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar you know Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a God follower. As a matter of fact, he had idols made of himself, but yeah. yet he turned to God later in life. Yeah. But but when Daniel was telling him the dreams and that's what got him sent into the, the lion's den and things, you know, he called him out. Yeah. And we should call out anyone who who is Making a direct stance against God's word, we should call out as Christ followers.
1: I agree. And just going back to the Daniel thing, because I think it's interesting that Daniel spent all of his adult life um, working for a government, several governments, because several different kingdoms, um, that definitely went against and were opposed to the things of his God. They had uh, worshiped idols. They were brutal. They were not God honoring people, uh, all those kind of things. And he worked in those government offices. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, I think it's, it, that kind of refutes the, you know, where in the Bible does God say that we should get involved in government when there's one of the most prophetic books in the Bible is about, a person working for a government that was opposed to the things of God, but you also see his impact on those leaders.
0: Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. And Nehemiah is another example. Yes. Nehemiah was, he had the job of drinking the King's wine before he, King drank it. So that if it was poison, then he's going to die. But the King wasn't a Christian. The King wasn't a man of God. But when Nehemiah came to him and said, hey, I need to go to Jerusalem, who had never been to Jerusalem, never was there himself, said, I need to go there and I need to rebuild the walls. The king not only said, okay, he paid for the way for him to get there. I think,
1: and that's a powerful story only because we're going to, pre- I'm going to preach through that book in a couple of weeks. One of the most powerful things is Nehemiah, even though we don't think about it, was the closest thing you had back then to Secret Service today. Because the role of the exactly. Secret Service is to protect the president or the congressional leader, or whoever, the senator, or whoever, uh, and to take a bullet for him. <clears throat> Push come to shove, give their life for theirs, which is what Nehemiah was doing every time he took a drink or tested the food, For the king, because if anyone wanted to kill the king, they weren't coming with an army or a sniper bullet. They were going to try to poison them. Right. beat Adam in war. So. He was as close as you can get to Secret Service, which is why he developed such trust, because you really got to have, you know, maybe you're not inviting them over to barbecues, but you really got to trust that person who's putting their life on the line for you. That when it comes time that they will take the bullet for you. Because if anyone wanted to get to the king and actually poison him, if they could persuade Nehemiah, it was it was a done deal. Like could just poison him. Here, Nehemiah, give him this. Yeah. So that level of trust, that level of interaction is huge, and which is one of the reasons why I think I can't, you know, this is God's, I can't say this is why God did it, because this is not what God said in his word. This is why I did it. But it seems to lead towards one of the reasons why, when you read through the verses of Nehemiah, the king took such an interest in what was important to Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. It's because he had a relationship with Nehemiah. And I think that if rather than responding with the hatred and the ugly posts and the this, that about political candidates that we don't like, we might go a lot further if we kind of Soften our words, and one of the best examples I have is uh, Franklin Graham, not a huge fan, not a fan at all of President Obama. Mm -hmm. But every time he called out Obama, it was in a respectful way. It wasn't the you suck, you you know, the kind of things you see the way people, you know, respond to Trump today, and the way some people responded to Obama then. It was a respectful, Mr. President. I understand your reasoning, but blah, blah, blah. Mr. President, uh, that doesn't line up with good moral Christian values, Mr. President. So whether you like Franklin Graham or not or agree with him or not, one of the things I do respect, I mean, I do like him, I like what he does, but one of the things I do respect is the way that he called out people he was opposed to. He did it in a respectful and God-honoring way. It's hard for me to look at people and respect you as a Christian when you are like, cursing out, you know, you know, all these harsh things yeah. about political candidates that you're opposed to and I'm like, okay don't call yourself a Christian if you're going to act like that or post things like that or comment like that because that that's not Christian values.
0: Yeah, and what I like too about Franklin Graham he has called out President Trump several times on some things. So, I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't put it Party lines. You know, he's he has called him out a couple of times on some things that he's he wasn't agreeing with. All always in a respectful, exactly respectful
1: way, and with a biblical basis. Not, I think we should have this, but you know, here's here's what Christian morals and values should be behind this. So
0: now, getting it to the church. I think that's the problem with the church today because in the church it's one thing to be divided in the country the way it is because of political differences and whatnot, but it has seeped into the church. Yeah. It has seeped into the church and the church is now kind of dividing. We see it on the group that we're part of. All the time. I, I you know, would not
1: say kind of divided. I would say just split and fraction. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and, and the thing is, we need to get back to that biblical understanding that this, we're not here. If we are more concerned about this world that we're living in than we are about the kingdom of God, then our priorities are totally messed up. Yeah. And that is the problem in most most churches. I'm going to say most because it is. There's very few that aren't. That's the problem in most churches is our priorities are all screwed up. Well, going back to what you said in the beginning um, about I think
1: most people are more aligned with their political party because they expect their political party is going to make change and save them and save this nation than they are with their Christian faith. Their political party comes first, and then somewhere down the line, I don't know how far underneath that, comes their, uh, their, their faith and their commitment to Christ. And again, going back to what you said, I think they don't realize that before their political party alignment should come, their understanding that they, enter, they are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. And that they are aligned. They already have a, not a political party. They already have a nation or a kingdom that they are aligned with. Right. And they should be representing that kingdom first, even if it's to that political party.
0: And, and, and here, Peter talks about that in, in first Peter. Uh, he talks about that. Our kingdom is in heaven. That is where our, our priorities should lie. Um, One of the things that I I read this week in the Bible, I read the story about the rich man and Jesus, the rich ruler and Jesus. And the ruler comes to Jesus and says, how can I be saved? Yeah. You know? And what does Christ tell him? He says, the only way you do it is you give up everything, follow me, and you'll be saved. Rich ruler turned away and walked away because he wasn't willing. He wasn't from what I can understand of the story. He wasn't a bad guy. He seemed like he had good morals, had a good moral stance, but he wasn't willing to make Christ the priority.
1: Which is what most of our issues rely around.
0: Exactly. You know, um, what was I watching the other day? might've been on uh, a neat thing. I don't know if I'm going to give it a plug, but there's a, there's a thing on the internet you can go to. It's called hischannel.com Mm-hmm. 24 hour Christian TV. Oh. They have all kinds of speakers. They have all kinds of things. They do a lot of prophecy information on there. Um, it, it's just a really neat place to go. If you want to be encouraged. Anyways, I was listening to it the other day, and they were talking about how, um, it just went out of my mind, oh, how the church has missed so many opportunities to be an influence in government because we were too afraid to get our tax numbers taken away, to get Something happened or the, the repercussion that could come to the church if we spoke up. And we need to not worry about what is going to happen to us. Working with the persecuted church, it's one thing I really admire about the persecuted brothers and sisters we have. They know what's at risk. When they turn to Christ, they know that they're either going to be thrown out of their family. their, Their support from the government is going to be cut off. They could be killed. They understand that. And yet they are willing to take that stance and follow Christ because they see the importance of the message of the gospel. And we here in America don't see the importance of the message of the gospel. And that's the sad thing. That, that's the thing that breaks my heart every day.
1: Well, let me share two quick
0: verses, and then uh,
1: we're going to start to wind down. Uh, one is from chapter 29. Uh, most people are familiar with Jeremiah twenty-nine eleven, because God says, "I know the hands I have for you; mm-hmm. plans to prosper you." And put that on T-shirts and cups, but they don't read all the verses that come before that, where uh, this was written to. Actually, starting in Jeremiah twenty-nine one, this was written to from the prophet Jeremiah, from Jerusalem to the elders among the exiles, the priests. Prophets, all the other people, Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So these are the people who are in captivity in a foreign land under a government that is oppressing them. that isn't favorable to them. And he says in verse 4, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce." Marry, have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage so they may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it, is pro- if it prospers, you too will prosper. God's telling them, hey, you're in a, a, a nation that's oppressing you, you've got a government that is opposed to you, but do life married, have children, and pray for the peace of that city or that government in which you live. And then later is when he says, do all this because I know the plans that I have for you. That even in that environment, I can still prosper you. And I think, you know, to what you were saying, if the church would stop trying to, hey, we've got to get the right person in office to make change, they would focus on, hey, you know what? Let's be the church. Let's do what God yeah. has placed us here to do, to be the church. Let's live our Christian lives in such a way that people see it. Let's pray for those government leaders, whoever they are, no matter what party they are, um, that they would do God's will. But let's be the church so that people can see us being the church, regardless of which party is in power. Which brings me to the other verse from uh, First Timothy chapter 2. Uh, where Paul writes to Timothy uh, and says that, uh, where's, the, where's, the, where's the word? Sorry. Now I lost my verse.
0: Timothy, first Timothy?
1: Yeah, uh, hold on. I'm reading the first Timothy chapter two. Um, okay, sorry. Very first verse. Wow, how did I skip that? First Timothy chapter 2. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority. And then he gives the reason that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. It's good, and it pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And a lot of the people are like, hey, when the political party or their candidate is in office, I'll pray for them. When it's the opposing party, even though I'm an, I'm a Christian, I'm going to harass them, uh, re, you know, rebuke them, make bad comments about them. And what people don't realize is that the reason that Paul wrote this is because Timothy was like, hey, we've got a situation here. The leader, the person who's in charge, just made a law that said that, you can worship however you want to as long as during your worship sessions you pray for the emperor. And yeah. They're like, but he's hostile. He hates Christians. He's putting them in jail. Uh, he's persecuting them. And Paul's response was, it doesn't matter. Pray for all the kings, all those in authority, one, so we can live peaceful lives, and two, because God wants them to be saved. So if there's a person who's in power, who is not a Christian, who's opposed to the things of Christianity, our response shouldn't be to berate them, but to pray for them because God wants them to experience salvation just as much, as much as he does everybody else. And if, again, if the church would have a habit of, it doesn't matter who's in power, I'm going to pray for them, pray for their salvation. Because if it's a person who has good moral values that line up with Christianity, pray that they stay that way. And that they're able to enact change that's God honoring. If they're a person who's opposed to the things of God, They need prayer as well. Pray that they would, you know, become a Christ follower, that they would see the good moral things that can happen when, uh, you know, God's people work together and and when there are laws that line up with God's morality rather than opposed to. And a church just has to keep consistently, regularly praying and being a positive public voice rather than, I'm a positive voice for this candidate, but I'm going to... Bash this candidate, because
0: now that, and and saying that doesn't mean. How do I put this? You're not. You can. You can. You can stand opposed to a candidate that is totally against your beliefs, but do it respectfully.
1: But do it respectfully, and still pray for them. Right. But pray for. All kings, all leaders, all those in authority, pray that they might come to see things, not my way, but God's way, because God's way is the right way.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't find the verse either that I wanted to go to in Nehemiah. But Nehemiah, it's in here in the first, first or second chapters. It says that when Nehemiah reached the city of Jerusalem, he'd never been there before and he saw how messed up the city was the walls were broken everything it says that he he sat down and he wept for the city the question i have for any christ follower that is listening to us today when was the last time you wept for your city When's the last time
1: that I have been weeping for our nation or the <laughs> nation? Our, yeah. And our communities for like the last couple of weeks, literally weeping. Yeah. And weeping for the body of Christ
0: because we are not. And, and we should be. We should be. I mean, that that's the whole point. You know, Nehemiah didn't build the walls, rebuild the walls by himself. Yeah. <sighs> And the interesting thing about the way they did it was that each person built the wall in front of their house while the others stood guard for the enemies not to attack while they were building their wall, their yeah. portion of the wall. Each, each
1: person did each, what they
0: could with what they had where they were. Exactly. And if, if Christ followers today would take that mentality and take that principle it's not even mentality it's a principle if we took that principle and we stood by it we could change the world like never before
1: and i'm I'm gonna summarize that and then ask you to pray for us if every christ follower we're talking about with, with respect to political interaction could take what they have uh use it wherever they at to do whatever they could prayerfully and to build up not to destroy not to tear down but to build up and to do it kingdom based rather than political party based then yeah, that that the world would be different. Our communities would be different. Our churches would be different. Everything would be different. If we focused on building up a kingdom-based, just I don't have to go all out, just with what I have, where I am, what I can do. um, Yeah, our world would definitely. And,
0: And just to piggyback on that a little bit, not to discourage anyone, because I hope this encourages everyone. Because of the fallen state of man from the beginning, we will never have a perfect nation. Period. So don't. Our goal is not to be perfect. Yeah. Our goal is not to be even excellent. Our goal is to be Christ like.
1: And to represent the kingdom of God as right. ambassadors for his kingdom right uh-huh. so. okay so why don't you uh wind us down close us out with some prayer
0: okay father we thank you for this opportunity to come and to share our hearts share your word with others um it's a great privilege and honor to do so we ask that you would be with our country be with our leaders Lord, that you would guide them and, and put people around them that, that, are, um, that have the biblical uh, moral stance that we, are, we represent. Um, we pray for your, your peace to fall upon this nation. We pray for your, your light to shine through every Christ follower in this time. And we ask, Lord, that you would just bless us and that you would, uh, as you do so, we are bringing praise and honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we have no idea what the next topic is going to be on.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But we'll we'll see you in a week or so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you in a week or so and hopefully be sharing on whatever that topic is. Here's how people of God can respond in faith.
0: Sounds good.